All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox and Tiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday and welcome to Four Things. Amy here and my sister, Christy, say hey. Hey. She's joining me for all four things today. And we're going to talk about a lot of different things from writing and being intentional with things and getting out of your comfort zone and maybe baking a cake that you don't really want to bake and these cool bracelets that my sister gave me that she also wears that can be an encouragement to me while I'm wearing them. We're going to talk about gratitude. I'm going to talk to my sister's husband, Ben, because their TV show has debuted on HGTV. And so it's crazy. I'm sitting across from an HGTV star right now. You are officially on TV, which is so funny because when this first started years ago, like 2019 or yeah, before, 18, like, mm-hmm, yeah, they started coming to you and we didn't know what was really going to happen. And I would say up until about probably last week when it premiered, you're like, well, we'll see if it really happens. <laughs> I'm like, well, you've already filmed eight episodes. Pretty sure it's going to happen. And you're going to be on HGTV every Sunday night for the next eight weeks. So... I think it's happening. Yeah. 
I'm kind of starting to expect that this is really real. It like, is. We really did film this and they really are going to air it because they have. <laughs> it's it's out there. So I would just encourage y'all to check out HGTV on Sunday nights. What's the exact time again? It's 9 Eastern, 8 Central. But you'd have to check your local listings because I have no idea what that means on Mountain or <laughs> like, does it just keep going down or do they stagger the playtimes? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know. But I feel like that's a good time slot. And I'm incredibly proud of you. And you know, Christy and I were spending some time together recently because it was the anniversary of our dad's death, which one of my friends texted me, Angelversary. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Oh. She's like, I know Angelversaries are hard. And I was like, oh, that's one I've never heard before. But it does feel weird to say death anniversary or the day our dad died, or I don't even know that some people like to acknowledge the day, but for you and I, we both remember that mom died on October 27th. That one's mm -hmm. hard to forget because it's the day before your birthday. Mm -hmm. That was weird. And then dad is April Fool's because we had to pull our dad off life support last April 1st. And we were joking that he might wake up and say, April Fool's. <laughs> well, the thing with dad Suckers. is he would make that joke. You just know he'd be sitting in there being like, what if I popped up right now and said April Fool's? You know, he was just such a jokester. And obviously it was a super sad time and it, it wasn't a joke. But in our heads, we just knew he would be walking by, cracking some sort of joke about passing away on April Fool's Day. <laughs> right. Which, you know, that's why we got together and we won't forget his angelversary or whatever y'all want to call it. Some people probably would just avoid that day altogether and not even really want to acknowledge it. I feel like people handle death and grieving very differently and that's okay. But we are sisters, a family where we acknowledge it. We talk to each other. We'll send a note the day of, or in this case, we cooked like dad. And, you know, it just shows how Christy and I are very different. I wanted to honor dad, but just by going out to eat and eating good food because he loved food. And I don't want to deal with the cooking and the entertaining and the cleaning and the, but Christy takes after dad and is very much an entertainer and a cook and creating special moments in the kitchen. And so we did, we went to the grocery store, I begrudgingly went, but you were right. And that was the best thing for us to do. And when we were sitting down to eat, I was like, okay, this is good. And watching you cook with the towel over your shoulder, because that's how dad would have done it. He always had a towel on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. That was special. And I even did a journal entry about it the next morning. And I've decided I'm going to read it to you. I'm doing the artist way exercise. And this is where the writing talk comes into play because Allie Fallon has been on the podcast before talking about how writing is so important. Her whole thing is about writing and journaling. And The Artist Way is a book that my therapist recommended probably back in 2020. And I started reading it a little bit, but then I set it aside and I haven't busted it out. But I do remember one of the main things for tapping into creativity and getting your brain flowing and all the stuff was she wanted you to wake up every morning and write for three minutes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you write, just pen to paper for three minutes. You can even write, I have nothing to write for three minutes. Eventually things will flow and you'll have things to write. And I would say for over a week now, I've been writing for three minutes, maybe even two weeks now at this point, three minutes Every morning I set a timer. I don't I don't have time for more than that right now, especially that early in the morning, but I'm making it a part of my routine and I'm loving it and things just flow. So this is from April 2nd of this year, the morning after we cooked 
because you wanted to cook for dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so last night was special. Christy made us dinner like dad would have done. I wanted to just go out to eat because we are different that way. But I let her do her thing and it was so good. I wonder why I didn't inherit dad's cooking and entertaining gene and mom's too. Makes me think about how Stashira wants this crazy cake made for her birthday. And I basically want to tell her that we can't do it because I have zero desire to figure it out and bake it. (laughs) As I sit here though, I wonder, what would dad do? Well, he'd wake up at 4 a.m., go to the store, get all the ingredients. He'd figure out the weird Chinese measurement conversions and he'd make the dang peach cake situation for his granddaughter. But he's not here, so dot, 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 me, question mark. And then my three minutes was up. (laughs) So I came to the conclusion that dad's not here, so he can't do that, but I can channel him and take the time to do this special thing that Stashira wants, which her birthday is coming up April 25th. So I'll probably be making this weird Chinese cake situation and doing the conversions. But then I was telling Christy about how the measurements are all weird and these grams, but Christy has a coffee shop, shout out Root House and Pagosa <laughs> Springs. And she said, when they bake, they bake in grams and it's so much easier. So then I got that encouragement from Christy about the cake and I'm excited about it now. And it's all because you decided to cook dinner and then I woke up the next morning and journaled about it. Boom. That's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so no. the writing is healing and powerful. Right. I think, I guess it does help you tap into something you might not have otherwise reached any other way because you would have let yourself be so distracted potentially by life and not sitting there being focused on train of thought and where it could go. Yeah. And being intentional about tapping into it. Yeah. I love that story. And I love that you're going to bake the cake. And honestly, with the whole Graham's thing, we used to be totally intimidated. I was intimidated by that, but I had, we had a baker who converted all of our recipes to Graham's. And really it's all about having a scale. And it's really not that hard if the scale has a Graham's notation on it that you can just you know, kind of calibrate everything to. I don't even know if those are the right words, but you know what I mean. Like you set it on the scale, you put in 200 grams of flour, then you put it to zero and you put in 300 more grams of flour, whatever it is. So it's really not that hard, people, when you see a cookbook that has grams. You just need a scale. Well, Christy, I have called you basically Martha Stewart. Like <laughs> I say just that. I don't say you're Martha Stewart, but I when I define you to people, sometimes I'm like, well, my sister's basically Martha Stewart. And you have been for years and years and years. Ever since I remember visiting you at Texas A&M, like in your duplex or condo that you shared with people, you had a little tiny room, but your room was decorated just right. And your bed was always made and your books were lined up on your little bookshelf. (laughs) Like, do you remember how perfect I thought? I was like, wow, my sister's so together. And then when you would cook, you, you really didn't have a big budget for food, but you would make these rice and beans and I would just bust out a can of beans, but you would do the black beans from the bag and cook them all day and soak them. them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I've always looked up to you in that way. And I know that in the show, the HGTV show, Building Roots. Like you have a little, I think there's maybe some cooking vignettes. I don't know. I just saw visuals of it. And I thought, oh my gosh. Well, first of all, dad would be so proud of you that your show came to fruition and that you're doing it because he was super excited about it before he passed away, but you hadn't even really started filming yet. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't even get to see all of that. But I just picture him, yes, Sunday nights, he'd be like, calling all of his friends and telling everybody he would be, when he's at the grocery store buying the ingredients for Sashira's cake, he would be telling the <laughs> grocery store clerk, hey, my daughter, she's going to be on HGTV tonight. Eight, 
Central, 90s. I'd be like, hey, you watch HGTV? <laughs> yeah. You he would walk around roof? with like the HGTV app, like open on his phone, watching it at the coffee shop with no headphones. That's what he would do when he would listen to the Bobby Bone Show. And right. it was embarrassing, but also looking back, it's very sweet and cute and supportive. And he's so proud. But what I think would be super cool and dad would freak out over oh. is what if this parlays into some sort of a cooking show? Well, even in just the little two, we had two episodes where we did two little cooking segments. And so one of them was baking an apple crumble pie. And then one of them was doing queso fundido, which was one of dad's favorite things to make. And it just kind of came together last minute. And when I was doing the queso fundido, I was like, dad would absolutely be all over this right now. And honestly, I was thinking about him the whole time. Well, if he was alive and well, like before he got sick, because he had to have surgery in 2018 to remove some cancer from his tongue and throat and never recovered. Mm -hmm. So from then on was on a feeding tube and his quality of life just went drastically downhill. So we haven't had our dad and his true personality and all his glory. <laughs> when he couldn't talk as well. Yeah. He his, couldn't swallow. And he's very social and again, loves to cook and entertain, but that kind of all got lost in the last few years of his life. But let's say this was pre-surgery and he was his normal cliff. He, I bet, would have been on that episode with you. Oh, I would have been like, you are coming. We mm -hmm. are cooking queso fundido. And it all makes sense during the episode how it works. But also with the apple pie. I mean, he wasn't afraid to get in and bake things. He was always making Pioneer Woman cinnamon rolls. <laughs> and he was at four in the morning with them. Oh, yeah. He didn't. He couldn't sleep. He'd always get up early. And so he'd always be making breakfast tacos or cinnamon rolls or whatever it is. And, you know, show up with a special delivery wherever he was going that morning. I mean, when so. y'all were living in Austin, I mean, that's mm -hmm. the type of dad we had. Like Christy had four kids at home and dad would live sort of nearby and he would, yeah, go to the store, get all the stuff for Pioneer Woman, sneak into her house before anyone was awake, mm -hmm. start the cinnamon rolls. And then by the time the kids got up for school, Papal had just made homemade Pioneer Woman <laughs> cinnamon rolls randomly. Right. Well, there was a period of time where he actually lived with us. Oh, yeah, duh, that's right. And that, well, it was both. I mean, he'd show up at our house when he didn't live with us, no matter, and just come on in and start making breakfast. Or when he lived with us, those are some of my favorite, favorite memories that the kids are going to have of Papa is sitting there rolling out whatever he was making, whether it was breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you know, because he was always cooking something. And I want to go back to this word entertain because you use the word entertaining. And I had learned a difference a long time ago and I realized, wow, do I really want to entertain or do I want to be hospitable? And so I really have learned that when you entertain essentially and use that word, it's more like, okay, what are they going to think about me after this? And when you want to be hospitable or you want to host and have people in your home and show them hospitality, it's more, how are they going to feel about themselves when they leave? So I don't know why, ever since I learned the de two different definitions in that word, I'm like, I do not entertain. <laughs> Oh, so you're not. You know not what I mean? Like hospitable. Well, okay. Is, so, for example, we were cooking for dad's angel versary, and all of a sudden, Stevenson comes in and he's like smashing the potato that we're making, you know, that we're grilling on the skillet. And Ben and Ben are in the kitchen and they're doing dishes and chopping garlic and squeezing limes. And you really just get everybody involved and talking over this process that we're all doing together. And it really does just bring people together in just a different way. 
you know, it's like a group effort. And then, you know, we're talking about memories of dad and then we're sitting down eating. And honestly, Yurbin's prayer was so beautiful over dad and he would have absolutely loved that night. And I felt like he was there with us and he lives on through us because of us continuing to make efforts to gather around the table like this. And because you were intentional about creating that for us. And see, I'm the little sister and I look up to you and I learn from you. And I learned from that night of like, this is the stuff that's important and creating an experience for everybody. And I like now that I know the difference in entertaining and, you know, being hospitable or having the gift of hospitality. That's what dad had. Yeah. He had the gift of hospitality. A hundred percent. And like I, I journaled about or I wrote about, I didn't inherit that gene, but I do think it's possible for me to tap into it. And I don't need to limit my brain by thinking, well, I just wasn't born that way. And that's been my, my easy way to write it off and not have to dive into something that is a little bit more difficult for me to tackle. It doesn't come naturally to me to want to figure out the menu and then figure out how to make it taste good and figure out for it to, but it doesn't have to be that complicated. And I think that I have used that as a scapegoat, like, oh, that's not my thing. Let's just go out to eat. And if it is your, there's no shame. And if you need to go out to eat or you're limited that day, or you don't have the capacity or the bandwidth, depending on what's going on, like we maybe would have had to have saved that for another night. If for example, it was just a hard day or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? Tonight's not the night. We'll honor dad by cooking and another night. That makes me think of Brene Brown's whole you know, thing, which I've talked about a lot of, you know, some days she just has to check in with her husband and be like, hey, where are you today? She's mm-hmm. like, I got about 10%. And if he's also got 10%, then they need to cancel some plans, get takeout, make their life as simple as possible. But if he's got 90% and she's got 10, she's like, okay, we're good. We got 100%. But like every day is different. And so I just no longer want to limit myself to that thinking. I want to now take this in and be intentional and learn from it and be like, you know what? I can take the day to bake some weird Chinese peach cake for my daughter's 15th birthday. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And it maybe I do it with her. And again, it's an experience. And maybe we get Stevenson involved. And, you know, it's a whole family affair. And then when we eat the cake, it'll be that much more special than if I had just ordered it from somewhere. But if you order a cake, no shame. Because I I want to be clear about that because there are those days, there are those moments. But this is something my daughter really wants to do. And I, before all of that, was literally about to be the mom that was like, nope we're not doing that. This is crazy. She watched a YouTube video and took the time to write down every and single ingredient and all the instructions to what you needed to do from this Chinese YouTube channel. Well, there you go. There's a whole tutorial on it. So can't be that hard. <laughs> can't be that hard. <laughs> so let the English. cake be. I know that I'm talking about this cake, which might not be relatable to you, but what is it in your life? What is it in your life that you're kind of not allowing the experience to happen because it's just not your thing, but can you tap into it for the sake of the experience for everyone involved? Right. There's nothing wrong with ordering takeout. There's nothing wrong no. with going out to eat. Dad loved all of those things too. He was in the restaurant business. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I had 90% the night we were cooking and you had some into you too. So it was like, hey, we're going to the yeah. store. And I then made we had the fun salad. at the store. I made yeah. the salad. You actually had more in you than you thought. You just needed a little spur. I needed a little kick in the pants. Yeah. We also played George Strait all night in the kitchen. 
and he serenaded us while we while we cooked it up. Which that's exactly what we did last year after dad died. We came home from the hospital and it was me, you, our half brother, our half sister, and some nieces, nephews, different people all in the house. And we were cooking and listening to George Strait yeah. because that's I what dad would have cooked. Oh, we made grilled cheese on uh, cinnamon raisin bread. We did queso fundido. Oh yeah, yeah. We did a lot. We just made a list of like, what are random things that dad loved that are so good? And I got to say the grilled cheese on cinnamon raisin bread well, was it wasn't. Yeah, good. it wasn't just grilled cheese. Like, and I didn't oh, remember pimento him cheese. making this. Yeah, it was like pimento cheese on raisin bread with jalapenos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't it. think I had ever had that with dad. But Kim but did. Someone, yeah, Kim had, and she was like, it is amazing. And so we all have these different ways we remember sharing food with dad. And we kind of brought a lot of that to the table. And then I think we also had, maybe we had Coke and peanuts. I don't remember. We did have that at his service. Yeah. We passed around little bottles of Coke, put peanuts in it because that was one of his little snack tricks. Favorite thing to eat slash drink at the same time while he was driving around. And we're going to do gratitude later on with you as one of the things, but I just want to take this moment and I'll just say how thankful I am to have the capacity the last year or two to enjoy these types of things because I missed out on so much of dad's cooking when I was deep into my eating disorder and a lot of disordered behaviors. So I had so much gratitude the night that we cooked and just eating freely and not stressing out about what ingredients you were using or how you were doing it or, and even uh, last year, because I've been in recovery for over two years now and it's just, it's a freeing place to be. And I know not everybody is there, but I have to continuously be thankful for each day or memory or moment that I've been able to make in recovery because I spent so many years not eating the food my dad would make or not eating the food you would make, Christy, Mm -hmm. and not accepting and receiving all the hospitality you were putting out there for me. It was like, oh, I'm good. I brought my own lettuce in a bag (laughs) and I'm just going to eat that. Or actually, I'll be there late because I have a workout that I need to do and I miss out on that time. And I am just thankful for that. And if anybody else out there is still in that. I just want to be an example of hope that I remember thinking, well, I can't ever be that person. It's impossible. This is just part of me and who I am. But again, that was that limited thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful now that my brain can recognize and I've been able to build new neuropathways and we can grow and we can evolve and we can be different. And it is possible. That's my one thing of of gratitude about this particular topic and things I wish I would have been able to experience with dad and it would be more food and more Mm -hmm. receiving his love because food was his love language. Right, it absolutely was. Yeah, so there's hope. Just wanted to end this thing with that little nugget. And uh, next we're gonna talk about these cute little bracelets that my sister got me that are also, it's basically like wearing reminders. Like what can you have around you? What can you wear? What people can you surround yourself with that are going to be encouraging and lift you up and be that reminder that you need in your life on a daily basis? All right, I wanna tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. 
Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up and store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delayed release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate 
from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. I don't know if that's coming through on the mic, but I'm jingle jangling these bracelets that my sister got me. Now, these are bracelets that you have at your coffee shop, which is Root House and Pagosa, and you wear them every day. And then you decided to gift them to me. And we'll go ahead and read the order that we each put them in on our wrists (laughs) because when my sister gave them to me, she's like, oh, these are so encouraging. And I wear them on my wrist and you face them towards yourself so that you see them. And she's like, I have them in a particular order. So I put mine in my order and I wanted to see if we did it the same, which of course we didn't. Mm-hmm. So Christy, you read you read yours and in your order and then I'll read mine. It's three bracelets and they each have a phrase on them. And I've been wearing these all through the filming of the show and I still wear them every day. And so here we go, the three different phrases. And this is the order I have them in is expect miracles. And the next one is just one life go out and put good things in the world. So the way I read it in my head is expect miracles because we have just one life. So go out and put good things in the world. That's the (laughs) sentence I'm telling myself every time I look down at these bracelets. Especially when you're filming. (laughs) Christy needed any type of like encouragement in any way because she is not someone that ever wanted to be on TV or thought she would be on TV or even was excited about being on TV. But now I know that you're proud of yourself for doing it and you're excited. Well, it definitely was outside my comfort zone. And then the whole crew that we've worked with has been so amazing that you want to do a good job for them also, for everybody that's involved. And invested so much. Yes. Everybody was working so hard. And so I felt like I need to show up and do the best that I can do. Well, the order I put mine in, (laughs) mine goes, go out and put good things into the world, just one life and expect miracles. Mm -hmm. And the way I read it is go out and put good things into the world because this is just one life and expect miracles. I think that was my sentence. I never knew we were supposed to make a sentence until you told me you did that. (laughs) But you know, it's just your way. I don't know if you're supposed to, but I make up little games in my head sometimes just to get through life. I just think of all the interesting conversations that can happen over a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. or little gifts that might be able to be purchased from Root House that are then given to someone else, like these bracelets Mm -hmm. where it's like putting something out into the world. Y'all are putting your beautiful art out into the world through the show and root design and everything that y'all do. I know in one of the episodes, because one of your producers wanted to have me on for the reveal, Mm -hmm. because it was a very special episode where the family had lost their mom Mm -hmm. to cancer, Mm -hmm. which is similar to our mom. And y'all were redoing some of their house. The way she described it to me, she's like, your sister has poured her heart and soul into this house. And it would be so awesome if you could fly out for the reveal and be a part of that episode. Mm -hmm. But it was filming during the week when I had the show, the Bobby Bone Show, and I couldn't leave. So I wasn't able to be there. But that's an example of you taking your talent and putting good 
out into the world and blessing that family with beautiful design to honor their mother that had passed on. Right. That was a really special episode. And I think, I don't know what's going to make it because that one hasn't aired yet. So I don't know what cuts will make it, but I definitely was crying multiple times on different, you know, OTFs, which an OTF on those, on these design show things, I didn't know any of this lingo, but an OTF stands for on the fly. And it's the thing where someone's kind of one or two people, whoever it is, is standing outside somewhere usually. And then there's a cameraman, a sound guy, and a producer kind of behind the camera feeding questions. And you're just standing there answering questions. And and then they edit it all together to kind of help the storyline flow. And so the other piece of jewelry I always wore was the star necklace that Espoir makes with the three stars on it. And I can just remember every OTF, the field producer who's behind the camera, she's always like, okay, are your stars straight? And she'd come and be sure that, you know, my stars were centered. So they should be centered in every OTF. <laughs> if they're not, then that was just a minor fail for that day. So we'll see. Hopefully they're always centered. So well, it just kind of became a thing. Well, I love that because even that necklace is good that's being put out into the world. It's made locally in Nashville by women that are transitioning out of adversity, like a difficult lifestyle, some homelessness. Our friend Gracie actually founded the jewelry part of that company and it was called Miriam Designs in the beginning. And she had a group of women that would come over to her house and they would go up to her attic and they were from the rescue mission transitioning literally from homelessness and they would work from her attic making jewelry. And then Abel came to her and they did a merger and she was the jewelry part and she worked alongside Abel for a little bit and then Abel bought her out. And then so Abel took on all of those women. Some of them still work there to this day. Some of the women that started in Gracie's attic and now they're Abel. And then so that's who's making the star necklace. And then because it's under Espoir, it's supporting Haiti And so that's a necklace that it's a win-win thing. I wear mine almost every day as well. And it would make a good Mother's Day gift, FYI, because Mother's Day is next month. (laughs) So if anybody's shopping for Mother's Day, I'll just say that shopespoir.com is how you would get there, ESPWA. But there's tons of items and they support Project MediShare right now, which is a life-saving maternity work in rural parts of Haiti where these women otherwise wouldn't have access to medical care and they get to give birth in a safe way now and things that we take for granted in America, like they now have access to because of Project MediShare. So very thankful for that organization and the star necklace being a part of supporting that or even like our cool mom line or anything for things like customizable gray pullovers are now available. So I'll just send you there again, shopespoir.com if you want a meaningful Mother's Day gift that is putting good back out into the world. And it's super special that you would wear your star necklace every episode. I've been wearing my bracelets and I'm going to wear these every podcast episode that I do so that I can look down and remember that this is just one life and to expect miracles. And so for the good you put out into the world, we just broke that one down. And then what about just one life? What is the story you tell yourself around that particular bracelet? What's kind of the reminder, like if if you have a dream in you or there's something you want to do, but you're super super nervous or something is holding you back, like just remember like this is your one life, you know? 
So you want to make it a good story. And sometimes that means taking a risk. And it makes me think of that movie, We Bought a Zoo. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Where, you know, there's that one segment in there where he's there. I I forget the whole context, but it's like, you only need 20 seconds of bravery to kind of turn your life a different direction or to create something interesting. And so honestly, I think of that line almost every time I'm about to show up on one of those film days because I'm nervous. I'm like, what am I doing? How can I do this? But it's literally just the 20 seconds of saying, okay, I'm going to get out there. It's just this one life. I don't know how this opportunity came to us, but I'm going to do my very absolute best. And I'm going to go out and put something good in the world because it's just just one life. So then yours is in a different order. Then you go to expect miracles. Mm -hmm. Is that your order? Yeah. Because mine is expect miracles. I don't know why I have my order. Well, I don't think the order so much matters. It all flows, but you had a reason for putting it in in that order. Yeah. (laughs) And so for me, I think similarly, if it is just one life. So I just want to remind people that you're allowed to pivot. You're allowed to change your mind. For me, that's a good reminder for this is just one life because sometimes we aim to please so many others instead of maybe following what we need to do or what's best for us or figuring out our truth, we can get pulled so many different directions and we're worried about what so many people might think or trying to please this person or that person. But if we just have this one life and you want to look back, you might want to have done some things that were actually not for everybody else or worried about what everybody else might think about when it comes to that. Like what is speaking true to you? And I guess I would say that to me, like what is speaking true to me? Because I spent a lot of my life and still do very worried about other people Mm -hmm. and what they're thinking Mm -hmm. and how this is going to affect them. And I think it's okay to be worried if something's going to affect someone and want to be handle it in like a kind, responsible way. But ultimately, what do you need to do for yourself? So anyway, that's what Just One Life speaks to me. Like when I see that, I use it as a reminder It sounds so selfish to say out loud, but it shouldn't. And that's the thing. We've been conditioned or people pleasers sometimes. And I wouldn't even categorize myself as a people pleaser because I can definitely do my own thing. So people pleaser, the definition for me, you would do it more because you're accommodating. You don't want to, but I would, I have certain people that I've always been like, oh, I don't want to damage that or I don't want to ruffle those feathers or I don't want to cause issues there or I don't want to let these people down in that way. I don't know how to define the difference. I'm like thinking, I'm not trying to verbalize it, but you are definitely way more of a people pleaser, but you've gotten, I think you're you're better at it. But everybody kind of worries about what other people think. But I think when you're doing it to an extent where you're altering life decisions mm-hmm. that really you need to be making the best decision for you. And then if you start making decisions for other people and you're not happy, mm-hmm. then when like tapping, that? In, tapping into what your gifts are and what you can share versus maybe what you think the world or people is expecting of you, then more what, what you have like genuinely inside of you to give and share and grow. So I think that goes into this idea of expect miracles. I love the word expect because if we do have this just one life and we do go out and put good things in the world, can we be expectant that just awesome, amazing things are going to happen. You know, Even from big, the bad. Big and small, even if it is a bad thing, because we all are going to hit the bad parts. And even in the terrible tragedies of life, 
can you expect that something miraculous and amazing is going to come out of it in some way, shape or form, even though you may have to walk through the messy middle of it? Right. I think of mom and pimp and joy. Oh, yeah. That is a beautiful thing that came from her cancer journey that has done a lot of good for a lot of organizations. And she didn't even live to see any of that happen. And so, I mean, that's just one example. There's even like <laughs> way more superficial ones that we've talked about, like my microblading experience with my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Like I got a really bad microbladed brow job and it was so bad, <laughs> but I Amy. had to get them lasered off. And I wasn't even introduced to the laser person until after I went to a new microblading person. She's like, I can't help you. I can't help you to get these lasered off. Go see my girl, Carrie, who's at the Nashville Beauty Girl. And I have enjoyed my new skincare routine from her for the last few years. And I never would have met her had I not gotten the bad brows. And so thankfully, and now I have Megan in my life and she's my new brow person. And that's a very, seems like shallow, silly thing, but it never would have happened if I hadn't had the bad brows, which I still am trying to get rid of some of the redness. So every time I see the red, I'm like, you know what? Wouldn't have met Carrie. I'm thankful for the red. I'm thankful for the red. And then there's more serious things like cancer and that mom prayed, Lord, use this cancer for good. And now there's all kinds of donations that have been made to support various causes, all because mom wanted her cancer to be used for good and Pim and Joy was born. But you can look for the good in everything if you choose to. And I don't want to be like toxic positivity person here, but weren't you talking about a quote from Bob Goff or something? Oh yeah. Well, his um, his new book is really good, Undistracted. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing is that in all our failures and in all the things that we either bring on ourselves or that we walk through, that somehow these failures or mistakes in life or hard things that we go through can be catnip for new opportunities. Oh, that's it, catnip. And you know how you are with cats. So like catnip, (laughs) you know. Oh yeah, that's what I was looking for. We were talking about that. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So that's just a summary of how he basically put it, Mm -hmm. that all these things we walk through are catnip for new opportunities. And, you know, for years I wanted to get pregnant and I walked through the infertility and the it was unexplained. That was even more difficult to understand because we would go to fertility doctors and we had tests done and nothing was really wrong. But then now I look at Stevenson and Stashira and our whole adoption and it's like, okay, that was a really hard season. But now that I'm on the other side, like going through that hard stuff led to, okay, we're not going to give up on this. We still want to be parents and now we're going to do adoption. And now we have these two amazing kids that they're growing up right before our eyes and it's really hard. And I can't believe there are sometimes. It's been hard. There's challenges there that I'm sure there's been hard stuff we've been walking through even with that, that a few years from now, I'll see what came from that. Like, yeah, that sucked and was really hard, but look where we are now because of it. And infertility, yeah, that sucked. That was really hard, but look where we are now because of it. And so I can expect miracles. And I do see Stevenson and Stashira as miracles. They are our miracle children. And the fact that they came from a total another country and now they live here with us and have this totally different life, it's amazing. And I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful for the the infertility too. I know it's like sometimes you go through things and you would sort of say, gosh, I would never wish this pain on anyone else, but I am so thankful that it happened to me because of how it grew me and stretched me and introduced me to another way or a, or a different way or something that led to a beautiful story I couldn't have imagined. So it's kind of, 
you know, that's what you're saying. Which makes me think of Donald Miller's book here on a mission. And it's all about a story, which he's going to, I'm interviewing him for the podcast soon. And then actually I've booked Ali Fallon to come back on the week after him to do a follow-up on writing because they're very big on writing your story, which is back to like the first thing, doing the three minutes of writing a day. That's where I'm starting with my writing and I'm going to continue doing that. And I hope others will will join me if they feel led to do that. But I've been hearing about the writing for years and I've tried to do it before, but I feel like this time it's sticking. Oh, this is it. This is it. This is your moment. This is you my moment. You need to go out and put good things in the world because you only have just this one life. So you should expect miracles. That's right. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, 
food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month, and when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. Okay, so coming up for the fourth thing, I'm going to be talking to your husband, Christy, your co-star for Building Roots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the father my, of your children. My co-host. Yeah, Ben Dozier. He's going to be on for the fourth thing. But before we get to that, I would love to do four things gratitude with you in this mm-hmm. thing and hear four things that you are currently thankful for. Well, first thing I'm thankful for are allergy meds because you've got this cat now. And now the longer the cat lives in your house, and I'm allergic to cats now. I don't know why, because I we had cats growing up. We had Rocky, Rascal, Brisket, Smokey. Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had all the cats. I think those and we were had all hamsters cats. and fish and a uh, bird. We didn't have died. all those cats at once. No, <laughs> like over was, time we had dogs. Yeah. And, over the span of our mm-hmm. childhood, those yeah. were all our cats. And I never was allergic. It wasn't until I was 18 and I left for college and I came home and all of a sudden I'm allergic to cats. And that's how it's been ever since is I can, you know, my eyes get itchy. Sometimes I'll get hives if I touch the cat. So your cat's been living in your house. Apparently it's anti-allergenic. Hypoallergenic. Okay. Sort Hypo. of. Cats can't really be unless they're hairless, but she falls into the category of like the top 10 that are kind of. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it's not the type of hypoallergenic cat I need. So I don't touch your cat. However, the first night I was at your house, I was like, oh, shoot, I feel it coming on. My eyes were getting itchy. And I was like, okay, I'm allergic to this hypoallergenic cat. So it's okay. I love your cat. It's a beautiful cat. Her name is Maggie, which is named after our dog. We had a dog named Maggie. Yeah. Well, actually, Stashira named her Magnolia Moon. That's her full name. I'm sorry. But Maggie for short. And yes, we had a dog growing up named Maggie. So it is very fitting. Oh, I forgot it had a full name, Magnolia Moon. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Well, in my head, it's named after our dog Maggie, which was a West Highland White Terrier 
shaggy dog and she had a skin condition. Major skin condition, <laughs> which I think, I think Cara, my dog has a skin condition. She licks all the time and I can't get her to stop. And she's sweet. You would think a hypoallergenic dog would have perfectly fine skin. You remember Maggie would like elbow crawl across the room and like to drag rub her, her belly. stomach because yeah. her stomach was itchy. I know. Anyway. So I am semi-allergic to your cat, I believe. But thankfully we got allergy meds. Oh, oh it's good. Which, do y'all sell our puzzle at your coffee shop yes, with Maggie do. on it? Okay, I'm just making sure because Maggie's a star. She could be a model. I saw an ad the other day where it looked like it was Maggie. And I thought, we need to get this cat an agent. I don't know if HGTV yeah. is interested in Maggie modeling <laughs> for anything that they, if they ever need a cat on set for anything or whatever they do well, over how there. how is she at following instructions? <laughs> She, she's good on a leash, like, and they can Photoshop the leash out. Like we just have her stay still with the leash and then Photoshop the leash out. But her first gig was actually on the puzzle, which she didn't have to model for. We just Photoshopped her face on the puzzle along with Kara's and a lot of other things. Along which, with a root house cookie. Uh, yes. And root house coffee shop baked a cookie to put specifically on the puzzle, which not just one cookie people, we had to bake multiple Because we had cookies. to get the cookie just right. But it's only one cookie on the puzzle, which I feel like there's fun things on the puzzle, which also makes me think again of Mother's Day. If you have a mom in your life that loves puzzles and random, the puzzle supports Haiti. And what on. does it say on it? I mean, it's your catchphrase. Oh, life. it says, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. There's also encouraging little doodles throughout because that's kind of a, obviously that's a joke because like things are not fine, but puzzles can be very therapeutic and healing and good exercise for your brain. Sort of like writing for three minutes a day doing puzzle work mm -hmm. is good for your brain. And I got into puzzles when honestly, I was just a little depressed. <laughs> and I would sit and watch birds and do puzzles. And now that I'm in a better place, I still find the value in puzzles for exercising my brain, but I'm just not sitting there for like hours <laughs> like right, I was got, before. They got you through a rough patch. They got me through a rough patch. Mm -hmm. So it was fun to be able to design a puzzle that was fun. Like I did enough puzzles to know the ones that are not fun and ones that are fun. And I feel like that puzzle's fun, especially with the message, but then the encouraging doodles. Like there's an owl on there that's doodled and over the owl, it says, see things differently. Mm. How are you looking at things in life? Can you see this differently? Can you try to see it from someone else's perspective? Can you see the good in it? Can you have compassion and grace and understanding? And I think that's another one of the things is like, have grace, be kind, choose to like all the different little things doodled throughout. So the puzzle is a special thing and it could be a good gift for a mom in your life that likes puzzles. Shopespa.com. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Or we have them at the coffee shop if you're in Pagosa. Oh yeah. Go to Root House Coffee. And they also, that's where, that's where y'all have these bracelets oh, yes, that we, we talked about earlier, which yep. who makes these? Um, these are by Sugar Boo, which is a really cute company. I think out of Atlanta. Yeah. So and so y'all have those at the coffee carry, shop too. Or if you want to give like a cute little maybe gift basket to a mom or multiple things that kind of go together, like create an experience. You could get a bag of Root House coffee mm -hmm. and then you could go to Shop Espoir and get a puzzle and then have certain things shipped to you and like make a little gift bag and like find a cute coffee mug or something and gift coffee, a mug, a puzzle, and it's a whole morning time experience. Or maybe if you want the Amy package, <laughs> which we don't sell any of this <laughs> stuff, but like you go get bird seed and a bird feeder and a puzzle and you set it all up in a window outside of where your mom might do a puzzle. Right, and or you could give her a hypoallergenic cat. 
<laughs> with some allergy meds on the side and a puzzle. <laughs> so yeah, just think of a way to for Mother's Day. So whatever gift you do end up getting, like, can you create a little experience for them? Whatever that might be. All right. So the allergy meds were your first thing. Uh, what's the second thing you're thankful for? The second thing is the morning you made coffee for me. Uh, yes, because it was the espresso, it was the oat milk, it was the whole thing. And there was a time in life when you didn't even know how to work your awesome coffee maker. No. And um, you've come a long way. And then I was hunting through your cabinets for collagen because now I'm on this thing where I have to put collagen in my coffee every morning. And I notice a huge difference in my skin. Vital proteins, right? It has to be the vital proteins unflavored. And one time I told a friend about this and they accidentally ordered the beef flavored. Oh, the gelatin? Coffee. And she was like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Christy said she couldn't taste it. So she put beef flavored collagen in her coffee. Don't recommend that. But anyway, you had some collagen. Obviously, you haven't been using it as regularly lately because you were like, is it expired? And I was like, I don't care. Does it expire? I don't know. And so luckily you made me the coffee. I could get my scoop of collagen that morning. It was all a good day. Well, on that, I'll just say that I ended up checking the expiration, even though you didn't care. Uh And it said it expired in 2025. So it must last a long time. Oh, we got years on this jar. I mean, (laughs) yeah, and there's only about a quarter of it left. So I'll probably use it up myself. If you're not using it as regularly Mm -hmm. as you used to, even though you're the one that introduced me to it. Well, I just wanted to make you the coffee to be hospitable. I was actually going to bring it up to your room, but then you ended up coming down before I was able to get up there because I was waiting. I'd put some eye patches in the refrigerator for your under eyes. And I was waiting for those to make sure they were cold. And then I was going to bring you up the cold eye patches and the freshly made latte. Yeah. It's like a full service spa when I come to visit. I know. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not entertaining. I'm being hospitable. Are you trying to show me how awesome you are? Nope. No, I'm trying. trying to, <laughs> no, I was trying to give you an. Exp- I wanted you to walk away feeling mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I felt it yeah. because you know what? You had eye patches on also, and I was like, oh, I need to get some eye patches on. And I had some in my bag upstairs, but you were like, oh, I put some in the refrigerator for you. Yep. And it honestly made me feel so seen and special and thought of, and it was so small. It's like dollar eye patches from Amazon. <laughs> But then I put them on apparently upside down and I didn't know. <laughs> we put them on backwards. It yeah, sounds like backwards and, and upside down probably. So I'm always learning things from you and you're always Ooh. introducing me to things. I would say eye patches would be another like fun little addition to make to your Mother's Day goodie bag. The dollar mm-hmm. ones from, or like a little jar or anything from Amazon. You don't have to get the fancy ones, but if you want to... There are some nice ones out there. I would just say, I'd probably go back and forth. If I'm gifted, I like to be gifted the fancy ones like Peter Thomas Roth. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mother-in-law always gifts those to me and I'm Mm -hmm. thankful because that feels nice. But when I'm buying them for my own, so depending on how you want to gift, but yeah, add some eye patches and some coffee and a puzzle (laughs) or whatever it might be. Like it might not even be that or these bracelets. And a hypoallergenic cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Why does Maggie keep making a cameo in here? I would not. It's I had to go mess. all the way to California to get Maggie. So and then I got scammed by some woman in like Louisiana before that. And I mean, finding that cat was not easy. Okay. So what's the third thing? I finally have introduced you to something. What? You don't physically have it yet. I don't believe, but the lobe wonder. 
Oh, yes. Well, I called it lo- I, I called it the Wonder Lobe, but then when I was looking it up to be sure that was the name, I found out it's actually called the Lobe Wonder. This is something I had to wear all during the TV show as well, but you couldn't ever see it. But if I wanted to wear earrings, I have to literally put this little sticker on the back of my lobe because my left earring hole is so stretched out from wearing big earrings when I had little kids and stuff and they'd pull on them and different things. So I have like, literally, it looks like it could have had a gauge in my ear if I stretch it all the way open. Is that what they're called? Yeah, gauge. Gauges, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but you put this little sticker, it's called the Lobe Wonder and it is a earring support patch. (laughs) (laughs) Which I have ripped earlobes as well. One is worse than the other, but I actually don't even really have earlobes. I just have a piece of skin that attaches to my jaw. Yeah, and then I have a lobe. I don't really, yeah, I'm missing the whole lobe part. So it's even worse because I have no lobe and there's a big hole. Oh, And so I'd probably honestly have to like trim the wonder lobe patch thingy or the lobe wonder. You might have to just use half a patch. Because they're really small. It would hang down and you would see the patch. But I know this seems like a fascinating invention that I'm sure has been around for a while, but shout out to whoever created that because earrings are hard if you have ripped lobes. Right. So I was I was wanting to wear earrings and I just haven't been able to. And so I literally was just doing a search like how can I fix my ear? And there is a whole process. You have to like get your ear cut open and reattached and all these things. Which circling back to meeting at the Nashville Beauty Girl, Carrie, mm-hmm. she's married to a dermatologist Drew who's a Mohs surgeon who can cut open my ear and sew it back up. So well, I need maybe to do we that. Can get a little 2 for 1 maybe. on that. I know. Um, I don't know what the downtime is on that. Well, hopefully, hopefully we do that. that. And then once we do ear. that, we'll be like, oh, look at this this miracle that came from Amy's tragic brows. <laughs> we now have a Mohs surgeon that is married to a face girl that we love and he just cut open and repaired our ears two for one. Well, obviously it's not an uncommon problem because someone has invented a solution. So I'm sure there's someone listening out there that needs to get these ear support patches earring support patches, I should say. And you just stick this little thing on the back of your ear. It sticks in place. Then you can put your little earring through it and it holds it in place without further stretching out your ear or completely falling through your ear like some of my earrings will do. Love it. (laughs) Okay, fourth thing you're thankful for? Oh, fourth thing is just that the show is finally out. Like we have poured and poured and poured into this and it has not been easy and there's been lots of fails and lots of learning situations, obviously. But I'm hoping they're just catnip for future opportunities or (laughs) you know what I mean. Shout out Bob Goff. Yes. Um, Well, I I am super proud of you. I know it hasn't been easy. And and I know, especially in the beginning of filming, it was very difficult because dad had just passed away and you were processing that and grieving and having to start filming a show, which was giving you a lot of anxiety and you ended up in the hospital thinking Mm -hmm. you were having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. But really it was a panic attack, but I think you've come a long way in helping manage that and taking care of yourself, like mind, body, and spirit and breathing and walking and just doing things that some people might consider like, oh, well, I don't take the time for myself because you're not that person. You have four kids. You have a, you've all, you're always taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. And so what my hope for you in this next season, because I'm watching you sort of start to do it, is take care of you 
take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Sort of like put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on everybody else. And I've watched you as growing up, like the younger sister, always taking care of other people. And I'm excited about this cool opportunity and the opportunities that might come from it, but also you growing in it and you blossoming into who you are supposed to be, not for everybody else, but for you. Right. And so I think alongside being thankful that it's just actually out and that I'm actually not in denial anymore that this is not happening. It really is happening. But to look back and see the beautiful community of people it has brought together from all the guys on our construction crew and then subcontractors and then the production crew and then so many of the people I never have even met, but I know that they're also working on it to edit the sound and edit all the things. And I know there's just so many people that have poured so much into it. And I'm just so thankful for everybody's gifts and talents and hard work that has come alongside us. Well, I am excited to watch the rest of the season. I mean, there's what, seven more episodes left every Sunday night Mm -hmm. at eight, seven central. And I'm like the proud sister telling everybody posting on Instagram. It's crazy. That's my sister. Yay. So I can't wait to see the rest of the episodes, especially the one with that family and you bringing joy to their home. And I know that every episode is going to be good in its own way but that one seems like particularly special. And I wish I could have been there. Maybe season two, if there is one. Maybe everyone make sure to watch. Even if you're not watching, just turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) Just turn it on at your house. Go turn on every TV that you own. Right. I don't know how they, you know, manage all that. The ratings. Yeah. I I have no idea how any of that works, but. I've heard that works, I think. Really? Stream it, turning on do whatever, TV yeah. in your room, Go on to repeat, H- replay mm-hmm. over and over. Send over. emails to HGTV. Because I would just want it to be organic. Like if you really like it, like really watch it. I if know, but you it's don't, okay. If some people you know, right now- Just turn on your TV and walk out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we want people to really watch it, but it's okay if you don't have time right now, just Sunday nights- Turn your TV on to HGTV and go do your thing. If you got to go run errands, it's fine. If you got to go to a dinner, just leave it rolling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's called Building Roots. Find that in the schedule. And yeah, you'll be supporting a small town in Colorado, Pagosa Springs. And like you said, your amazing team and the contractors. And these are people that they would be working there and doing their thing even if they weren't on TV. And you and Ben have been working and doing your thing for years. It's not like Root Design just started. Mm-hmm. I was technically Root Design's first employee, but I'll talk about that with Ben oh, in the next that's thing. A good, that's a good point. To yes. Talk about. Thank you for coming on for yeah. these three things, sister. You're always welcome on the podcast anytime. In fact, I wish you were like on more regularly. We need to find more time for that. I'm well, sure you have the time. You run a coffee shop. You got four kids. You're doing a TV show, hopefully going to be starting season two at some point soon. Oh yeah. We don't know about that. You still have assumptions. root design that y'all are doing projects on even that aren't televised. And so I'm sure you have time to come on my podcast all the time. Maybe. I wish I could be on your podcast more. That would be so fun. Okay, well. Then we would talk more. Just one life. What? We still talk? I mean, we do talk more. Maybe we should just record every time we talk and then air it as a segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it's just one life. Expect miracles. So go out and put good things in the world. Yeah, like a now podcast. I'm like starting room. to like your order better. My order? Do I need to reverse my order? No, don't second guess yourself. <laughs> this is your life. You know, I don't gave, please me. <laughs> that's right. You know, I gave these to Adeline too when I went to see her. 
Adeline so, is my niece who mm-hmm. is traveling the world right now. She took a gap year between high school and college to mm-hmm. go serve with what organization? Right, she's with a group called World Race. And so it's an organized gap year and it's nine months of traveling to three different countries. So she's already gone to Guatemala. Then she was in South Africa. And while she was in South Africa, they had a parents week. So I hadn't seen her in months and we showed up and went to parents week and that's, it was her birthday that week. And I didn't bring her gift because she's living out of a backpack. I can't, there was not much I could bring. I wrote her a letter, da, da, da. And then I gave her my bracelets that I was wearing that say these three terms. And so when I ordered more for myself, I ordered you some as well and more for the coffee shop because we were sold out. So, and well, and yeah. what are they doing? They work with, I mean, just super quickly. Like oh. right now, they're now they're in Ecuador. She just got to Ecuador last week, and everybody works. They they're kind of partnered with different organizations. So it's usually a team of forty kids, and then within those forty, and they're not kids; they're young adults. They're all between the age of eighteen to twenty-one for this particular type of trip that she's doing. And so they are broken up into groups of five or six, and then they go get partnered with different organizations, whoever is available and whatever they work out. So, so for Adeline, example, right now, her the particular one for this last leg of being in Ecuador, she is, so Ecuador, she's in Quito, and Quito is the second highest elevation uh, capital city in the world. The first highest is La Paz, Bolivia. Listen, so, these are all, I'm now I'm back in seventh grade Spanish class. La Paz, Bolivia, Quinto, Ecuador, Lima, Peru, Lima, Peru, Montevideo, Uruguay, Montevideo, Uruguay. I do not know that <laughs> I, song. Well, my seventh grade Spanish teacher <laughs> taught us that song to memorize the capitals of the countries in South That's America. Really awesome. And I still I, remember it. I do not know that song at all. Oh, so, mm-hmm. um, Okay, well, she obviously is in Quito, Ecuador, <laughs> Lima, Peru. Okay, so what's going on there? What is she doing there? Her particular group is at a, so it's at 9,300 feet, which is super high. Pagosa is at 7,000 feet, which is where I live in the mountains. And that's altitude. Like you'll get altitude sickness. Oh, for sure. But then we're talking, she's at 9,300 feet, which is even higher and so you get it's good math right there. Yeah. 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 It's higher. It's higher than 7,000. is in fact higher in, than 7,000. Yes. You're welcome. In case you didn't know. Thank you. <laughs> okay. But then this is already in the mountains. And so she's even further up a mountain in a village at 11,000 feet, which is even higher <laughs> than 9,300. <laughs> so there's this beautiful refuge type place there, which is a rehabilitation center for girls that are being rescued out of the sex trafficking industry there, which is a problem globally. But it's beautiful to see that all over the world, because we know about the place outside Austin, which is helping rehabilitate girls. And there's other ones. But here in in Quito, Ecuador, they're also doing the same thing. And so Adeline is just kind of coming alongside in whatever capacity they need to come along to, to be with the girls and to help with some of their therapies that they do. They have equine therapy and they're going through school and the youngest girl is nine. They're all under 18. And it's honestly very heavy situation to hear a lot of their stories. And Adeline is just being worked over in just the emotional heaviness of it all. And I'm just so thankful for her to have this opportunity before she starts college because it has been life-changing for her. Well, I love that she gets to go do that. And again, that's called world race. My That's my speech impediment. I, W's and R's like 
real world world race. I have to really think before I say, but I don't know, that's just something to look into for maybe some parents listening or some kids listening. They're like, Hey, I don't know that I'm quite ready to start college right out Mm -hmm. of high school. And maybe I could go have an experience like that. And I'm thankful that, yeah, Adeline's was able or y'all were able to give her that Mm -hmm. as an experience and a gift. And she's helping people all over the world and creating probably friendships and bonds that she'll remember the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Adeline, if you're listening to this, love you, proud of you. And remember to go out there and put good things into the world because it just got this one life and expect miracles. That's right. That's right. Peace. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas. Anytime I wear them or I get a new pair, they feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, 
food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month, and when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. All right, so fourth thing. <laughs> fourth thing is uh, my brother-in-law Ben. Oh, hey, Ben, welcome. Hello. Christy and I talked mm-hmm. about the show a little bit and building roots. And you're the founder of Root Design, mm-hmm. and it started back in 2004. And of course, mm-hmm. I remember that because I was your first employee you and were. I was living in the shed in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my small way to contribute to rent or something. Something. And then. Yeah, I think I left Root Design to go work the front desk at Gold's Gym. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that was a step up. Yes. <laughs> you would sleep in your clothes because yes. you had that early morning. You had to open the gym and be at the front desk. <laughs> and I'd go wake you up because you were always late. <laughs> and there you are sleeping in your Gold's Gym uniform. Ready, ready to, to go. go. <laughs> <laughs> so how in the world did Root Design Well, let's back up. Let me ask why Roots? The word Root shows up a lot because Root Design is Mm -hmm. the name of the company. And then years later, y'all move to Colorado and open up Root House Coffee Shop. Mm -hmm. Then the TV show is called Building Roots. Mm -hmm. So why is that word so important to you? Christy came up with the name Root Design a long time ago. And Root just means the source from which all things grow. And whether it's coffee over a conversation whether it's a new adventure or a new business or whatever, it's the source from which all things grow. And all good things come from design and building roots, where we moved to Colorado with our family a few years ago and kind of redid our whole business there. And so building roots just kind of fit perfectly because that's what roots mean, kind of the source from which all things grow. So we're starting some new adventures. Yeah. And so the company started in Austin, which Mm -hmm. is where we were all born and raised. But then when it made the transition to Colorado and y'all added the coffee shop under that umbrella, then how in the world did you (laughs) even get approached for a TV show? I mean, obviously I know the answer, but it's not something to be clear. Y'all sought out at all in any way, shape or form. So what did that look like? Yeah, nothing we ever imagined, wanted, dreamed, anything. But one day we got an Instagram message 
from a sweet lady named Bridget. And you could just tell the way she approached us and her message that she had read our story. She'd read some of our Instagram posts, did personal and professional, and she just really connected with us. And that's, we'd been hit up before with some other, you know, TV opportunities or different things like, oh, y'all look cool. This is fun. Y'all do neat work. Um, but they really didn't connect with us. And Bridget just really connected with some of our Instagram stories about family and faith and doing good first and enjoying good design, doing good projects for great clients, but first and foremost, family and everything else we did. And so the Instagram she hit you up on was Root Design Co. Yeah. Okay. So not your personal because you yeah. are Ben Dozier and my sister's Christy Dozier. That's right. your handles, but your company... Instagram, Root Design Co. Oh. You got the DM. And then, I mean, that was probably what, 2018? That was 2018. And then she emailed us. I said, sure, send me some more information. And then she emailed us and she called us by the wrong names in the email. And she was so embarrassed. And so it kind of got off to a bad start just by like, oh, I was like, who's Jesse and Kate? And she's like, oh my gosh, I mean, Ben and Christy, I'm so sorry. I'm so oh, embarrassed. So, yeah. But it just kind of broke the ice and it created even a better relationship because we just started laughing even from the first email she sent us. And that's kind of how it's gone you know. since then. A lot of hard challenges and overcoming and enduring. Filming a TV show is crazy, but it all started with a good laugh. And that's kind of how we like to do things. But it was just kind of like, just let's see where this goes. Yeah. There's no pressure. Just take the next step in yeah. that direction. And if it doesn't work out, okay, no big deal. Because yeah, I mean, TV shows are, ideas are pitched left and right. And I know that y'all, you know, talked to Bobby early on because- yeah. Yeah. He's done TV and I can't even tell you how many opportunities he's thought of or right. been approached with and then they've totally fallen through. Right. And so it is wild to think that here we are four years later and now the show is is on HGTV. Yeah, and no, it's really crazy. And there were some awesome people that were along with us, like you yourself and just walking us through this whole thing. Bobby had some great key insights a couple of times just on helping us pick some different people that needed we needed to have in our lives during the TV show and um, obviously our family and dad and some other people. So it was really, really neat to have some people. And we just kept, yeah, taking the next right step through the next door and none of the doors closed. We just kept kind of going through and they just kept opening and we kind of got more and more nervous as we got closer. And then the camera showed up one day and then we really started sweating and uh, we did as good as we could. It was crazy. So define the roles of you and Christy on the show. I don't know. Everybody thinks of Chip and Joe, which are incredibly awesome people and what they do in the homes they do. But we're a little bit different in that I'm kind of the designer behind the whole kind of big picture of the project, the vision, remodeling, restoring, whatever the project is, and working with our team to build that dream, that vision kind of to fruition on the day-to-day -day hammer and nail type of stuff. But it all starts out with a sketch, which generally comes from my barn down by the river in an old, you know, 1800-year-old barn. And then Christy comes in at the end of the project, and she's always with me along through the projects, kind of just pushing me and pinching me and different ideas. And we share a lot of uh, concepts and all the different things that go into a project. But then she really comes in at the end and really turns the project into a home really makes it um, what the clients really wanted. And they, she just, she puts that charm and that aesthetic on it, the colors, the feels, the vibes, the blankets, the pillows, all the different things that you walk in and you just feel welcomed in a house. And you just, and that's what you want to walk in. You just want to feel like you're welcomed home. And that's what Christy does. 
And you do have the gift of design and laying things out in a unique way and creating a space that's going to be just different than what you would see everywhere else. I mean, which a lot of people have that that gift, but you're definitely one of them and you've had that since early on. But I'll just take this time as encouragement for people that are trying to figure out what in the world they're going to do with their life. No matter what age you are, I think you can always pivot, change your mind, or maybe you're a young listener. But I did not have any sort of degree that related to media or radio or anything like that. And now I've been in a career in radio for Mm -hmm. 16 years and neither you or Christy have a degree in architecture or design. I know you've went to college, but for totally different things and you've taken courses along the way that have grown your quote unquote education in this field. But it's like, you don't have to go to college for certain things. And it's just interesting how we're living out totally different lives than any of us thought. Right. My degree was in recreation, which means (laughs) I went skiing and fly fishing every day in college. We have a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll be what you've always been. And so we just always love to just mix things up and and design's one thing that we get to do. And we just have kind of a natural talent that God's given us and we get to use it. Um, and you know, it pays the bills and we, but more than that, it, we get to meet some really neat people and build some really neat dreams for some families that want to do things different or try a new home or try a new layout or just all types of fun ideas. And so anytime someone comes to us with a story where they want to try something different, we're all in. And again, we live born and raised in Austin and kind of flipping our life a little bit and moving to Colorado, just kind of mixing things up, doing things different and seeing what happens. And that's fun. There's a lot of risk in that, but sometimes you don't know what the reward is until you get to the other side. So like you and jumping into radio, no clue what where this was going to go. And same with this. We have no clue where this is going to go. Well, and not to say that this whole journey from 2004 to now has been easy. There's, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like, oh, there's been some definite lows of owning your own business in this way. And it's been challenging, but you've persevered and had good support. But there's definitely times where you probably thought, okay, this is done. Yeah. Yeah. There's several times. So we, we don't like to hold on to things too tightly. We hold things loosely and we were willing to walk away from root design a couple of different times. We've had some awesome partners and, and all partnerships kind of come and go in different times frame. And we've had some wonderful partnerships that have ended incredibly well. And we're so thankful, but so many times we were, we had to challenge ourselves. Are we willing to walk away from root design? And, and when we were willing to, he would often bring it back to us and, and so much more. And when we risk different things in the business, um, again, they come with challenges. All risks have challenges. And so um, we've really been pushed and we've done things outside of our comfort zone time and time again. Clients, two bigger projects in different locations, wherever they may be. We've done things that we weren't really ready for, but the client was ready for us to try it with them. And so that's where we've just been blessed with some amazing clients that kind of went along the journey with us. And We've always said we're kind of making it up as we go, but we have learned a lot and risked a lot. And that's where that's where growth happens. So what would you say that the the biggest takeaway from filming eight episodes was for you? Like what's something you learned about yourself in that process? Oh gosh. The biggest thing, the biggest takeaway was I it continues to be less about what we build and who we build up. There's so many great designers all around the country. And to say anybody can do anything, everybody has a unique talent. But And we hope to really provide our clients with a great, great uh, return on their investment and a great, fun project that they can really live in and enjoy and make memories. But if that's what it was all about, 
kind of end there. And we want this to keep going with the people that we surround ourselves with and the people we get to invest with and the, the people we get to build up, not just to, with the project, but in life and around us. And so that's really been the kind of the takeaway after this last six, seven months. And that you breathe. Yes, I got voice lessons and (laughs) that was probably the hardest thing, (laughs) sitting in front of a voice coach and singing to myself or to him, whoever this guy was. He was really awesome. Uh, But yes, I had to get voice coaching just for you so I could sit here in front of this mic. I will say you haven't even done that at all and I've been super impressed. No, I was sitting here waiting for you to be like, you know, well... Because there is some breathing thing Might that be my ben first and last podcast <laughs> has always done for years. But I know that you've been working hard, and I know that you've done the vocal coaching stuff, <laughs> and I think it is paying off. And I am super proud of you, and I'm proud of Christy and the kids, your whole family, like yeah. everyone that's a part of this, your whole team, and just representing Pagosa Springs, Colorado, oh and. Yeah the beauty of Colorado. Mm -hmm. I even do, I was telling y'all the other day, I literally do ads for the state of Colorado (laughs) because I am such a big fan. And when they approached me about it, I was like, well, that's an easy natural fit because it's a beautiful place. And I will say that the creators or the producers, or I don't know who these people are that would be doing this in your show, the scenery of each episode, like the drone shots, I guess that they're getting, they're so stunning. I'm like this in itself, the whole show building roots is a commercial for the state of Colorado because it just looks so beautiful Mm -hmm. and majestic and peaceful and like you a place you want to go. I mean, of course the winter months can get a little brutal, but it's still beautiful. It's still beautiful. So they can film as less of me as they want and more of the scenery. It'd be so less than more scenery. It'd be a much better show for sure. Okay. Well, I just hope everybody checks it out if they haven't already. I know I am just over the moon about it. And every Sunday night I will be in front of my TV watching Building Roots and it's at 9, 8 central, just as a quick reminder. Christy and I were joking earlier that people, even if they're like not into it and they could care less, just go mm-hmm. ahead and turn on your TV and walk out of the just, room. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Just turn it on, have it going. We'll see where it goes. But there's some really good stories I think people will enjoy. And Christy was amazing in her connection with some of the clients and some really neat stories are going to come out. So we're, we haven't seen it. We've seen one episode. We haven't seen the seven of others. So I'm excited to see some of these stories and how that production team put them all together. I think they're going to be really neat. Yeah. And so this episode, only one has already aired. And then this Sunday will be episode two and then so on. And there's eight total. So everybody, you know what you're doing for the next seven Sunday nights. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank and you. Um, yeah, let's just talk to you later. Okay. <laughs> like, on the phone or okay. something. Yeah, okay, maybe bye. Tomorrow. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, 
mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 